Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And you know what got me started? What made sure my voice got out there? It was Anchor. And why did I choose Anchor to host my podcast? Well, easy. It was free. And they have all these amazing tools built right into the app. So it's really easy to get started and get your voice out there. And the best part, they make sure to distribute your podcast everywhere it needs to go. Like Apple, Google, Spotify, and so much more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to Musings of a Modern Muslim with Freeney. Episode 9, My COVID Experience. Hey everyone, so it's been a while since I was able to do an episode. If you look at my list, the last one I did was on April 3rd. And that was it because right after that I got diagnosed with coronavirus. Yes, I got COVID-19. And I wanted to share my journey on it with you i'm calling it a journey because even though it's only been a few weeks it felt like a lifetime and continues to kind of haunt me even now so april 5th was a sunday it was a regular day nothing extraordinary in the evening usually i stay up later to watch tv and catch up on tv shows that i can't watch with my kids around like most moms i guess and so my husband went to sleep the kids were in bed Everyone's down and I had this backache that just wouldn't go away and I thought maybe it was just from standing around all day. I had cooked also that day. I decided to just go to bed earlier, get some much needed rest. The pain that was in the center of my back started radiating up and down, all the way up to my neck and my shoulders and down to my hips and my thighs. And it was weird because it was only in the back, nothing up front. Went to sleep. And then I got chills. In the middle of the night, I woke up feeling cold, as if I was in the throes of fever. Checked my temperature, no fever. Woke up my husband, I was like, I don't feel well. And he's like, what, what are you feeling? I was like, this horrible ache that's just not going away. My head is pounding. And I've had headaches, and I do suffer from migraines as well. But this headache was different. It was right in the center of my forehead, like where a unicorn horn should be, like right center of my forehead. And it was pounding. It felt like a jackhammer. It was horrible. And I took Tylenol, went back to sleep, and tried to get some rest. In the morning, it was worse. The pain, basically on the back side of my body, my from my neck to my feet, everything in the back, down to my fingertips, all in the back was in pain. The front was okay at that point. I've mentioned before, my husband is a physician, so... He is actively treating coronavirus patients. He was like, I think you have coronavirus. And I was like, how is that possible? We make sure to sanitize and clean up everything before it enters the house. Even my husband, like we, I was making him change in the garage. He would change his clothes, put them in a bag in the garage and then run to the shower. We wouldn't let him touch the kids, come near us, nothing until he had showered. So we were being so careful and with groceries and we have not stepped out unless it's just to get groceries. And he said, well, it's not flu season. It's not strep season. And this is the only thing going around. So it could be. And I was like, whatever. I'm going to call my PCP and just let her know that I'm having these symptoms. Called my PCP, told her that I'm having these symptoms. And she was like, well, you should observe. And I was like, and let me tell you, my husband has seen COVID positive patients. And 
just an FYI. She's like, okay, let's monitor. Uh, let, call me if you feel anything different. The whole day was just pain, the same pain. And the thing was, the pain was not getting better. I would take Tylenol and try, you know, hot compresses, had turmeric milk, had hot teas, had everything like that. It was helping my throat, but it wasn't really helping anything else. And I was in doubt that this is coronavirus because I didn't have those symptoms, the ones that everyone talks about. I didn't have any shortness of breath. I didn't have, I actually had nothing in my throat or my sinuses. It's totally clear. So I was like, it can't be. The next day, uh, my doctor calls me and she's like, well, I've gotten a hold of a couple of tests for coronavirus and I'd like you to come in because you definitely have a link since your husband is seeing patients. And I was like, all right. So got there, got the test done and it wasn't done correctly. More on that in just a bit, but it wasn't invasive. It was just kind of annoying. Came back home. They said the results will be back in two days. All right. Then the waiting game began and my pain was continuous. At this point, I had started feeling as if someone was giving me a really tight hug. My ribs in the front were aching and if I tried to take a deep breath, it hurt. So it wasn't really shortness of breath, but it was hard to take a deep breath, if that makes any sense. So then the aches were continuous and the headache was there. Tana was not doing anything. Did all the holistic things and the natural things to help myself. We already know that you can't take ibuprofen with this. And just waited. Thursday, my doctor's office calls me and says, you tested negative. And I was like, that actually scared me more because then what is it? That That's the unknown. The unknown is always scarier. Knowing things, it's always like, okay, that's fine. But the unknown was scarier. And just to give you a tangent of what was going through my head, we had only told a few select people that we think this could be coronavirus. Told my mom. My husband told his sister. We wanted to keep it away from my mother-in-law because she does get really anxious. And anyone that we told in our immediate family, the standard thing to say is, I'm going to pray that it's negative. And you think that, well, yeah, that's a good thing to say. But in my viewpoint, saying it's negative, that's not the proper thing to say. Hear me out. If someone has an illness and there's only one illness going around nowadays, and then you're telling that person, well, I hope it's negative. And if it does turn out negative, well, then what is it? It's the unknown, right? And that unknown can be very scary. The weather's great. There's nothing else going on. I have no allergies. I feel fine. So what could it be? What is happening to me? And then all the bad thoughts come to your head. Of course, I thought at one point, I was like, maybe I just have cancer that I've never known about and it's metastasized and I'm just dying now. I had thoughts of death and not being able to see my children, not growing old, not enjoying life and not being able to see anyone at all during the social distancing time and dying alone. There was two days where I was really very scared. So when the result came negative, I was frightened. So then what is it? And for some reason, it wasn't sitting in my head. I was like, well, there can't be anything else. I mean, I did not have any other symptoms beforehand. I didn't have any odd feelings. I didn't, you know, fall or hurt myself or anything. We've been at home. so. It, it can't be anything else. So now back to my earlier point where I thought the test wasn't done correctly. I had in the meantime looked up some videos on how the test should be performed and that swab has to go pretty far up your nose and that too in both nostrils. We talked to a few uh, friends and 
found a lab that you can just give your insurance and they will do the test. So we reached out to them. And at this point, it is now Thursday afternoon. They're like, we can come tomorrow morning, Friday morning, and take the test. And we come to you. We do the swab right there. Anyways, they came. And my husband was there too. And the technician, she was really nice. And she was like, okay, I'm just going to do the swab quickly. And when she put up my nose, it wasn't enough. And we were like, do you mind repeating it? She's like, well, I've already put the swab into the little vial. And I'm sorry. And I was like, man, and she left. And I was like, dang it, now I'm going to get a negative again. Because that definitely was not done right again. And I was like, fine, what can we do? Let's just assume I have it and just take the precautions. And I don't know what made me just text her. Because she had given me her number. I was like, I was like, ma'am, is it at all possible you can come back and just do it again? I'm really worried as to what I have. And I just think of it as a kindness if you could. And to my surprise, she actually responded and said, you know what, let me do this one more test and since you're asking so nicely I'll come back around and I was like thank you so she came back and she was about to do the test and my husband was like remember to put it up there like six inches and she's like sir do you want to do this and then he gave her this look like I'm a doctor I can and she's like okay go ahead and he literally took that swab and stuck it up my nose like poked my brain I swear he did and then he did that to the other nostril and honest to goodness it is not painful as in what pain is to me but it was very very invasive and I felt like I just want to like you know scream and take that thing out but I held myself still and then my husband put the swab in the vial and gave it to her and he's like thank you so much appreciate it completely and she's like yeah um, since it is Friday you might not have results until Monday I mean I didn't like that because it's like well more waiting but okay let's let's see what happens In this time, the pain, the headaches are all constant. I keep saying that because I don't want you to think that suddenly I started feeling better and was able to do all these things. No, it was all an act of God getting out of bed. Honest to goodness, Chris Cuomo's video when he was in um, isolation at his basement where he said that you have to fight it, you have to get up, you have to want to move, really inspired me. He truly did. He inspired me to get up. Monday rolls around and... uh, I get an email from the lab saying that your test results are attached. It's like a five-page PDF. At the last page, it said coronavirus in big, bold letters. And then below it, it says detected. And I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean yes or no? Detected. What's detected? I'm not a lab person. I'm not a medical person. So to me, I was like, what is this? Woke my husband. I I was like, look at this. What is this? He's like, yeah, you have it. Honest to goodness, not gonna lie, it was a feeling of almost joy which is weird and fear at the same time because knowing that this was what I had got rid of that fear of the unknown I was talking about earlier but then the fear set in like okay what's gonna happen to me because you hear again the news stories where people will have very mild symptoms and then it gets worse and worse and worse and eventually they go on the ventilator we let a few family members again know that it is positive and of course the prayers were you know, coming in and we also let the wider community know that, you know, I have tested positive and people were sending prayers, people were dropping off food. People are beautiful and wonderful and they amaze me every time. At this point, it's been over a week since I started symptoms, right? So stayed indoors, did all that and the aches and the pain subsided slowly. But the interesting thing is the after effects of this virus it has hit my stamina badly. And I think this is the upper respiratory effect. That's This is my guess on it. 
even though I didn't have any shortness of breath, I do feel like I have to work harder to talk, to even speak for long terms and even record this podcast. Like I'm having to press pause, take a drink of water or take a deep breath and then continue. And this was not normal for me before. I mean, I've had radio shows where they're two hours long. I've, I can talk for a while, but now I feel like I need breaks and I need breathers. Along with the stamina, I can barely walk maybe a quarter of a mile and then I'm tired. Like my feet hurt, my back hurts, everything hurts. So the after effects, even though I am much better and much improved, I still have these lingering effects and I don't know how long they'll go on for. Again, this thing is so unknown that I don't know if this is a permanent thing or a thing for a few weeks or a few months, a few years, who knows? And I have to learn to live with it. My experience was very different than what the CDC and WHO has outlined as common symptoms. But again, the word in there to note is common. It does not mean all. The common symptoms that you hear about fever, uh, shortness of breath. There are people like me, plenty more like me, who are getting it without knowing what the heck is happening to them. And there's people who have no symptoms, the asymptomatic carriers who have absolutely no symptoms, nothing's wrong, and they are spreading this virus. The reaction to this thing from up top has not been the best. I don't try to politicize this podcast, but seriously, this really could have been handled so much better. And I think mostly across the board, everyone agrees on that, that this pandemic could have been handled better. Am I saying that it would have been prevented completely? Probably not, because it seems like it, was spreading everywhere before it even got to the U.S. More testing could have been ordered. More testing could have been given so that people who don't know do know what they have. And then I really think training for this test would have been better because for two technicians, two different technicians to mess this up, that's not a good thing. And my husband says this all the time at the hospital. He's had to run the COVID test multiple times and he usually ends up getting a positive after a couple of tests because it's not being done correctly. This is not okay. This needs to be fixed. Another thing that needs to be fixed is mindset. I'm seeing a lot of people blaming God, blaming Allah that, you know, this is a punishment for the horrible world that we've made. And because we, uh, you know, we're not following his decree. and whatnot. I don't know what kind of God you have. But mine isn't that vindictive. Mine loves us. Mine does not go around making horrible things happen to us just so we can be punished. Is ours testing us? Is my God testing me? Probably, most likely. And I think this is truly a test. This is a test for all humans. How do you work through this time? This time where you are forced into these closed quarters with people you hopefully love but may despise as well how do you work through this how do you get through this and then in this time people are hurting businesses are closed a lot of places have had to shut down not just because of coronavirus but because of the effects of it where their businesses have gone belly up tomorrow may 1st in dallas our governor has said officially things a lot of things can open is that a good idea i asked my husband and i've asked a few other doctors and they say no it is not so should I, and this is not political. I'm asking a medical professional, someone who is 
dealing with this upfront and they are saying no this is a bad idea i know that my husband is going to recommend that our mosque stay closed because it is not the time yet to open for these things i know movie theaters are supposed to open but a lot of the movie theater companies have pushed back and said no we are not opening because it is not safe and this kind of situation should not be the norm we again i understand that this is a hard time this is not a good time but it's also not the time to hold up signs in news broadcast yes there was a sign i believe out of tennessee where it said uh, sacrifice the week reopen tennessee are you reading what you just wrote like is that normal is that human what what are you on that you think that writing something like that is a good thing to say all while wearing a mask and gloves so you're kind of following what the requirements are but then saying that open everything up and let everyone who's weak die like what kind of thought pro- that's that's hitler's thought process and i don't agree with that so i hope people rethink before saying things like that that grandparents should sacrifice themselves or the elderly should just kill themselves so that the young people can live do they not understand that young people can die from this too if they have immune deficiencies a virus is truly the most unbiased thing out there it does not care who you are what you are who you love what color your skin is what sexual orientation you have what gender orientation you have whatever you are it is a virus it's going to go after you i really wished and prayed that they would not politicize this but it seems to become a political issue now if you believe that the coronavirus is real or not so yeah that was my experience with coronavirus and you know what people are saying that i hope we go back to normal there is no such thing as normal anymore we are in the process of redefining normal and my new normal for me is that i am a weaker person now i am having trouble and i'm trying to make my way through i try to take walks in the evening with my husband so that i can rebuild some of that stamina i have to hold on to the stroller almost like a walker to keep my balance it has really hit me a curveball and almost half maimed me but i'm alive and i'm grateful for that i'm truly blessed i made it through and i'm alive and i'm well and hopefully inshallah i have many more years ahead but for many of the people who don't um please send a prayer please send thoughts please send wishes whatever you follow or don't follow we all have human decency and we can all just think about each other wear masks please be good be safe and take care follow us on facebook and instagram at m3freeni that's m3 f r e e n i email us at m3freeni at gmail.com